Welcome to Mindwave. I'm Jenner. I'm Josh. And today's episode is going to be about science communication, kind of fact-checking people and uh, how we both kind of got into doing this just kind of on our own. Neither one of us is has a formal background in any of this stuff. We just became No interested. formal, like, educational yeah. background, meaning, yeah, we're just kind of two random guys that just decided we're like hey we really like science let's do this thing yeah and we like correcting um, people <laughs> we like correcting people online so i guess we should we should talk a little bit about uh oh, do we announce did we announce who our guest is going to be no um we have a very exciting guest that interview is coming up uh later yeah uh we this episode we're really excited to share this with you guys because it's going to be a really good interview i'm absolutely yeah. sure I guess we should probably talk about how we got into uh, being advocates for science and, um, yeah. you know, really kind of delving into this world of, you know, debunking things and like really, you know, critical thinking, essentially. Um, for me, it was a little different just because like, you know, when I was in school, I love to argue. I'm, I'm a huge, huge, you know, advocate for arguing. Um, I if my school had a debate team, I would have been on it. Um, but sadly we didn't, um, and it was just kind of a thing that like, I never really, uh, embraced fully until recently. Um, after I met Jenner, uh, he has a Facebook group online that he started. Um, and we kind of utilized that as like a platform to kind of share, you know, memes and jokes and, you know, as well as like relevant articles in the scientific community. And it's really cool because, you know, a lot of the people that are members of this group are actual professionals in their field. Like, you yeah, know, it's not just it, people. It trips me out. <laughs> it's really crazy because like, you know, neither of us have a formal education at all, like whatsoever. Like, you know, we, we, he, I didn't finish high school. He didn't finish yeah. high school, but like we have these people on here who have like PhDs and, you know, God knows what, you know, we've got right. people that work for NASA. We've got people that work, you know, all over the place, you know, in all these crazy, awesome jobs, um, that are, you know, relevant to science. You know, we've got, you know, uh, oh God, I'm trying to think of the word, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's a great crowd. It's a really cool crowd. And, and um, it's enabling this to happen because that's, I mean, having that wellspring oh, of inspiration and support and, just put one put you know putting the feelers out there and seeing who would be interested to come on to talk about their work I, the response to that was pretty crazy for me seeing how many people actually it was almost overwhelming we had so, so many people yeah. that were just like pick me pick me yeah, and we're, we're like, like okay a long list so we'll have uh, you know we'll, uh, we'll have some pretty infinite tasty wealth interviews. to draw from we're going to have some pretty tasty interviews in the near future so you know definitely stay tuned um so is that uh, because you used to post, before I invited you into the group, I mean, you were posting, was it just maybe atheist stuff that I was just like, I, I've always kind of, like, I think it was, I think it was my, the atheist was, attraction yeah. there was because like, you know, I had always posted a lot of stuff, you know, very anti-God, anti, you know, organized religion, you know, and I think it was just mostly a result of my upbringing, you know, nothing against my mom, you know, I love her, she's a great woman, she did a great job with me, but you know, it's, She's a diehard Christian, and it's kind of hard to relate to her in the same way that I can with a lot of other people because, you know, her reasoning for, you know, believing X, Y, and Z is, you know, because God said so or because of the Bible or because this. And it's very, you know, cut and dry, like no explanation. And, you know, growing up in the church, growing up, 
religious was kind of, you know, it, you know, people always ask me like, what made you an atheist? And I was like, you know, being a member of the church, like it was, you know, reading the Bible that made me mm-hmm. an atheist because it was literally all of the fallacies, all of the, you know, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you know, Adam and Eve had two sons. Three. Riddle me that. I thought it was three. Maybe. No, it, three? it was two. Cain and Abel. Well, I know Cain and Abel, but I thought there was a third. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm like, you anyway. know, basically they're just implying, you know, it's there was so many different things that I eventually started to kind of raise my eyebrow about that I was like, you know, I kind of abandoned my faith, you know, at a young age. I was like, you know, probably like 12, 13. Um, and from then on, like, I just kind of, I felt free. And another huge part of that is the fact that I'm gay too, because I felt like I couldn't truly be myself. Like I had to pretend to be a Christian to hide the fact that I was gay and it was, you know, it was, you know, it was a mental turmoil for me. Um, but kind of embracing just being myself and believing what I wanted was like the ultimate, you know, taking off of my shackles, you know, of, you know, that kind of thinking and Jenner, you know, when we got in touch, when we initially got together and started talking was, you know, just kind of a here and there intermittent thing. And I was a member of the group and, you know, I would contribute here and there. We would talk once in a while. And it was something to the, something like a year ago, we had brought up this idea of like, Hey, we should start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was I've, like, I've been yeah, wanting to do this for years. Like probably that would be like cool. But like, years. how are we going to do that? And it just be kind yeah. of like, just was this thing on the back burner. And then like, I don't know what it was, but something lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this thing. Like, absolutely. Like, I, you know, we sought each other out and, you know, got everything put together and started this project. God, what was it like a month, month and a half ago? Yeah, I don't even know. And it's just blossomed ever since then. It's just been blossoming ever (laughs) since then. Um, But anyway, tell us about your history, because I'm sure you've got a lot more, you know, time behind science than I do just because I'm still relatively new to the whole thing. I mean, I didn't even know yeah. what the IDW was. Yeah. I, I haven't fully indoctrinated Josh into the IDW yet, but I'm, we're getting there. It's, uh, it's in the works. I didn't really like, there were things that I enjoyed about science and score. I remember cool teachers do, you know, cool demonstrations. Um, cutting open the frog. I remember thinking that was cool. And there was, you know, different ones with optics and stuff that I found really interesting and learning about. It was like my first taste of astrophysics. I actually got in a biology class where I was like learning the difference between like, like the in the Doppler effect, like redshift, blue shift, that whole thing. So I, I remember finding that stuff really interesting, but I was not good at school, like at all. <coughs> I was, uh, I, I heard this a lot. He's very smart, but he doesn't apply himself. I heard that. If I had a pretty nickel much my for every di- right. time. No, I'm like if we had my mom in this room right now, she'd be dying because it's like, that was like the entirety of me growing up too. Yeah. So uh, if if it was something that I enjoyed, then I I aced it. But if it wasn't so, or if it wasn't something that I was interested in, then I just didn't I didn't give a shit. So I have to like ask A's because F's. they always they always <laughs> like chalked my school experience up to oh he doesn't feel challenged enough and I was like yeah. well nobody thought to ask me whether I felt challenged you guys just kind of assumed and I never bothered to question it because I was like it's sure I don't feel challenged whatever like is that did you get the same kind of I got treatment the, I got put. 
I I had a weird both ways thing because I was in um like special needs classes for a while and then I was put in like advanced placement. So I kind of back I back and forth between being see for the, us they called the, it gifted and talented education mm-hmm. and we were we were in that and then I was in remedials for a little while and it was like yeah. I was back and forth. They tracked it up to like, oh, my parents are divorcing and I'm lashing out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sure, that's the reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Nobody knows. Anyway, so I I didn't value education growing up. I am a horrible reader, so I hated having to read. Um, my brain doesn't work like that. Audio is fucking awesome. I mean, obviously, I started an audio medium project. Uh, I am also an audio producer, which we'll, we'll talk about about that probably on another episode but that's how this how this is coming everything together. everything that you hear in this show all of our little segments and clips that we do i'm not gonna you know spoil too much of what's gonna be <laughs> happening but um yeah we make all everything that we do of. he makes in-house i i help with some of the vocals but he does all of everything on the computer hmm. and it's it's really cool to watch because it's like you can really tell that it's like it's your domain man like that's yeah. you know that's like your thing that's your shtick I, it's where you feel at home. Yeah, for sure. If I could just do this for a living, I, I would be very happy about That's that. That's the goal. We the, uh, we want to make a living out of this. This is you know. Um, just <clears throat> clear my throat. It's like a dream uh, job. It's a it's a weekend hobby that we're hoping to make a dream job. Uh, so where was I? I kind of lost my spot there. Oh, so uh, I was I dropped out. Like we kind of mentioned, both high school dropouts. So I dropped out. I was actually quasi homeless for several years, and then. It was around when it really picked up for me because social media wasn't huge yet. It was around 2012, right when that there was that whole doomsday scare Mayan calendar bullshit. Oh yeah, I remember and I that. Was, uh, I was and still this is around that mess. around the time that um, Curiosity landed on Mars. It was I I think it was around the same time. I, I may need to fact check that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, both of those c- things happening um, got me very... Because I was like, obviously the doomsday shit's bullshit. So I you know, actually looked up uh, all the stuff about the Mayan calendar and was like fact-checking people. And then there were all these NASA conspiracies associated with like, oh, it's uh, planet Nibiru or whatever. And like there's all these bullshit bogus stories. So then that got me really into NASA so like that was my whole thing for a long time like several years of just being in NASA groups and and debunking nonsense and you know once once you go down that road there because there's so much uh overlap between so many of the anti-sciences I don't know how it got into it was probably through the vaccination thing so I don't know how it related to the NASA conspiracy th- theories, but there were, you know, obviously there's vaccine conspiracy theories and all that bullshit. And then that got me into the anti-GMO stuff. So, and I just started almost obsessively fact checking and researching because I couldn't believe a single fucking thing anybody was saying. So it was like, so that that's my whole thing, but it's it was a very weight and life kind of thing. I did not, uh, I didn't appreciate education growing up at all. So... That's me in a nutshell. All right. Uh, and the group, I mean, that was just total. 
total it's funny accident. It was the, it was a the joke. story behind the group. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say the story behind the group is really cool because he started the whole thing as just like this, literally a joke. Like, like whatever, this then, is just a stupid thing I'm doing, and then like everybody got on the bandwagon <laughs> and we're like, oh fuck, this is real. Like okay, I was trolling somebody who, I was like, oh. He's like, I'm going to go start my own Facebook group with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> and blackjack and hookers there were. <laughs> Not really. Um, yeah. But it was just, it was really cool because, like, it's just blossomed into, like, this huge forum of, like, people that, you know, we all laugh and joke together. But, like. It's an amazing group. And it's. It, it really is. It covers, like, significant chunks of the planet, which is, I find amazing, too. And I, I hope many of them are listening now. Oh, yeah. I've been debating about whether or not we should name the group on the podcast. I oof, I don't know, because I feel like if we do, it's going to get flooded. Yeah. We're going to get I mean, floods most, of requests. No, that's true. But, um, um, which, I mean, it's fine. I mean, the more the merrier, but we're only two people. Our admin team is relatively small, and it's all volunteers. So it's Oh, it's hard huge to, compared to... Some of them, like I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, the power admins group. I feel like the fact group. that we have a whole, you know, a whole bunch of admins for a group that size is like a huge yeah. factor in the reason that we've been able to keep it, <laughs> you know, mostly bullshit free for so long. I mean, we get a, a few dumbasses that slip through the cracks once in a yeah. while, but you know, they, our admin team's really good about nipping that in the bud. Yeah. We have hammers and we use them. We have hammers <laughs> and we use them. Yeah. It's it's relatively, I mean, because I've, I've been in other similar type groups, comedy type groups like that, um, where it is just off the fucking rails and like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, somebody's going to bitch me out for this, but the, the Rick and Morty one, the Rick and Morty Swift posting or whatever. Oh, my God cancerous that group <laughs> is just cancerous so anytime it's something too toxic or too just like well okay too far so we we nip that shit in the bud real quick we, we occasionally get teeny tiny bounce of cancer but we're, we're good at the chemotherapy thing and keep <laughs> cleaning all the you know got like a like a skimmer pool a pool just, skimmer just, just taking yeah, out just, all the crap that yeah. floats to the surface <laughs> yeah but yeah. um we will probably take a break here in a little bit, and when we come back... We're going to have our guest on, and that is going to be something to look forward to for sure, because I really like this guy. We've been watching his videos for a little while here, mm. and I'm really, really excited. I found out about him years ago. And I just heard about him. I actually yeah. have no idea who he is um, <laughs> until just this week, actually, and yeah. I did a little bit of research and was watching his stuff, and looking into you know what he's all about and i was like oh man like you know he we we, we uh we got together to start recording and you know he put on um jenner put on some of his videos on youtube and we were just watching him and like the way that he was debunk debunking things left and right i was just like oh i like this guy he's gonna yeah. be so good and i do have uh, to admit <laughs> i haven't <clears throat> oh gosh that's still bugging me i do have to admit i haven't gotten as deep into uh his collection as i probably should yeah um, me either i will say <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't uh because i found out about out about him years ago and i absolutely love the stuff that he was doing and for some fucking crazy reason he accepted my friend request on facebook so we actually became facebook friends and 
I was thinking of potential people to do the show. I'm like, hey, well, worth a shot. Might as well ask. And he agreed. And I was like, oh, crazy. Cool. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I don't have any interviewing skills, so it'll be interesting to see how it's going to flow. Um, obviously, know a couple different things that I want to touch on. But yeah, this is this is our first time doing this, so I feel li- like we're just going to keep out it a loose, the open world. discussion. Yeah. I mean, there's no we don't have to keep it regimented. Like, who are you? What are you about? Like, you know, asking very direct yeah. questions all the time. I mean, I feel like it's just going to be a open conversation. You know, it's not. Yeah. No need to, you know, overthink it, I would mm-hmm. say. You know, we're all just humans. We need to interact as humans. Yeah, that was that's another uh that's another I think I'm I'm gonna do that as a mini a mini segment, like a standalone, kind of just talking about the ethic behind and the philosophy behind what we're trying to do. Um this episode's all about science communication, so it doesn't really fit here, but I might do that as like a a, a prelude. Or whatever, some kind of just like intro. We could even put it in a promo for like video promo and put it on YouTube and stuff. That might be cool. But uh, but yeah, we knew that we really wanted to do this, but we also knew that we have no idea what we're doing. So. No idea whatsoever. And we are both. I I especially am very socially awkward. <laughs> most I of am the too. Time. I, I don't, don't really leave my house people, ever. So. <laughs> it's like one of those things. We're just kind of like you know we're two uh-huh. introverted individuals and we're trying to live the lives the lives of uh extroverts and yeah. it's it's a bit of a shift but um we get to do it from behind a microphone rather than in person so it's kind of it's a little better i feel yeah. for people like us but uh i just i think i think the idea that we had for this show of what we wanted it to be needed to happen and if we yeah. weren't going to do it i don't think anybody else would have and I think the world deserved this show. So it was like, I, I don't know. I I always tell Jenner, I'm like, I, f- I feel like we, um, you know, we had this idea in our hands for so long. I felt obligated to bring it, you know, breathe some life into it and, yeah. you know, bring it into the world because it's such an interesting concept of how we're, how we're going to produce this thing that, you know, we really want to share with everybody. Yeah. I feel like that's a good place to call it. So when we come back, we will have our special guest interview. Hooray! So you may have noticed something a little different about this podcast. This is a spot where one might find an ad, typically. We decided at the very beginning that we're not going to do that. It's about the content. We don't want to be beholden to anybody but you. As our listeners, you guys are the sole reason for why we do what we're doing. And bringing you the content that you want without the interruptions of ads was a promise that we made when we first started this thing and we would be betraying ourselves and you guys by not holding true to that promise so without further ado here's the show please welcome martimer 
guest today is youtuber martimer 81 am i saying that correctly am i pronouncing that yep. correctly okay so that's right well, welcome to the show we're really excited to have thanks. you on today yeah thanks so, my pleasure uh tell us uh a little about a little bit about yourself and your kind of your background your education kind of what where are you coming from okay yeah uh well simply put i uh, i'm a high school physics and math teacher uh, i live in sweden uh, and uh, I've been uh, I've been on YouTube longer than I've actually been working as a teacher. Um, I, I started on YouTube when I was actually studying to be a teacher, uh, and uh, my my road there was pretty long uh, because I actually started out with the intention of becoming a physicist. Nice. And uh, it, cool. it I I sort of got sidetracked mainly by family issues. Uh, I realized that living where I live, I, I would probably have to move a lot uh, if I were to pursue a, a PhD in astrophysics, which was mm. what I wanted. And uh, basically, my, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, uh, said, basically, I'm not moving, so pick what you want. And and I actually, I, I actually felt I was too old to be moving around at that point so i just no i'm going with the family thing and uh and i don't i don't regret that because i i then i found teaching after that and and i i i absolutely love it so so how is um relative uh relative to teaching um i mean over here in america i mean our teachers are greatly greatly unappreciated i feel i mean mm -hmm. you know the teacher pay in america is terrible i mean the incentives and benefits i mean we've got you know teachers that are making far less than what they should be um mm -hmm. what's what's the scene like for teaching in a country like sweden i think i'm pretty sure it's better than in the, in the u.s but not by much we we are horribly underpaid considering our education i mean uh, if you if you spend five years at a university to to get a job you you know you make probably um, at least half again as much as uh, as a teacher and uh, you know but but it's not a, and th this is going to sound corny as hell, but it's not a job that you get into for the money. Right. You get in it because it's who you are. It's, you, and, you love and doing it. I just, yeah, yeah I, I just, it, it, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else really. Yeah, that's amazing. Education is. I hope is my boss so isn't listening because he's gonna cut my pay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, no, I was I, actually I, gonna ask if you if you have gotten in trouble with because of your YouTube videos because you're kind of notoriously a dick, which is what I love about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a dick to the right people. Yeah. So no, I haven't gotten into trouble, but I can also understand that if I had said the things uh, that I say in. In the U.S., I yeah. would be in. See the shit. rules. The oh, rules oh, imposed on our teachers things. here are a lot different, though, because I mean we have a situation where, like, you know, if you're a teacher, whether you're you know elementary, junior high, or high school teacher, um, at least 
where we live, um, a lot of my teachers growing up, you know, they weren't allowed to have social media. They weren't allowed to have, you know, any kind of like online presence that wasn't completely private because it was, you know, the nature of their job. It was, you know, kids are dicks. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but high school kids specifically are dicks. And I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Like, it's, um, you know, there was always that That's chance of, of like, you know, teachers kind of getting, you know, shit on by these students, you know, and mm -hmm. like, so they weren't allowed to have like any kind of social media or online presence where, you know, the students, or they can just try, and, you know, make fun of them or anything. Or they could so. just try being good teachers. <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, uh, no. But yeah, I, I have some restrictions on, on what I can and can't say because, you know, like if I were to start condoning racism or, or some stuff like that right. i mean yeah i could lose my job yeah, uh, right, but right. but i don't do anything like that i don't do anything uh that goes against the rules in fact there's a, the, the part of the job is to stand up for science mm. and i do that so i think that's honestly really noble of you like yeah. i mean it's like the the whole premise of this episode is um you know science communication and what it means to you know everybody around the world and you know how it's kind of going in the direction that it's going now um so so do your students actually watch your videos is that incorporated in some do. yeah so they're aware of who you it, are it, kind of yeah there uh, i, I want to stress that i don't actually advertise my channel in you know, at work because it's, right. it's a hobby and, you know, but every, every time I get a new class, someone has seen me and, uh, sometimes, you know, they're, they're like, you know, everyone in the class is a subscriber. It happens, uh, or at least they are very quickly after, uh, I don't know how much they watch, but, but, um, uh, it, it definitely happens. And I stress actually to them, this is, this is completely separate to my role as a teacher. Uh, right. I, uh, you know, it, it's me as a as a private citizen. It's you know the it's difference between you know work and play, job. Mm -hmm. maintaining that boundary. And, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, there have been instances where I felt like you know I wanted to do stuff in a video where I, w I would actually use equipment from like the lab in school and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I, I'm not even going to ask my boss for permission to do that because there's a conflict of interest. Right. Even if even if he'd be okay with it, I actually wouldn't. So I don't, you know, I don't do stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't mix the two roles. Very cool. So uh, I first encountered you a few years ago um, in your spirit heavy air quote science unquote uh, series, which are which are there, fantastic. There are not enough air quotes in the world. <laughs> very heavy on the uh that was out science. of all the things that i've seen on your page that was probably one of my favorite ones was you calling out the spirit science series because it was <laughs> just, just you know uh... every rebuttal was just <laughs> so artfully crafted i was like you know i was watching these videos and i was like oh man this guy is perfect for this show right now like we I'm, need <laughs> i'm going back and forth between just cringing through 
listening to Jordan's shit and then yeah. having the it would be impossible like, to watch. I don't know how you do it. The only reason I'm able to get through those is for your reactions popcorn. in real time. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the reactions that we watch it for because we kind of like it's that collective eye roll every time Jordan comes back on the screen and we're like, oh man, here, here we, we go. go. So yeah. how do you, how do you actually know him? Do you? Do you, do you <laughs> The the truth is, uh, and I've I've told this before. I um, uh, my uh, now wife uh, was uh, working the night shift at the time, uh, so uh, during weekends, you know, what's what am I gonna do uh, Friday or Saturday night? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm in a serious relationship. I can't go out and get laid. You know, so so I'm I'm gonna sit at home and drink. Uh, so. Um, uh, I had some friends online, uh, and uh, we're in a Skype chat. And I just asked straight up, "Does anyone have something stupid for me?" <laughs> I, I just I, I want to watch something dumb and laugh, and may, maybe get some material for a video, something. And, and this this repeated itself like every weekend. And my friend Cal, um, uh, just he. he I later learned he 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 just went on YouTube and searched for like I don't know what keywords he used, but he just wanted to find like the worst thing for me because he he knew I I was into like math and stuff like that. So I think it was mm-hmm. something about sacred geometry he found, and he just th- threw that at me. And his the way he tells it is, I just disappeared from the Skype chat for like fifteen minutes, and the next thing he hears from me is I go I literally laughed so hard I fell out of my chair I am I, I am gonna binge this channel and I'm gonna just yeah the rest is history and how long ago was this because you talk about him now like like you just like he's some yeah that, somebody that you was, interact with on a regular list so right it's, it's yeah. been that, years, that was so, right? in uh 2013 I think so this wow. has been so going it was, on for it was several long. years. Then you gotta, yeah. you've kept the series up for that long. That's amazing, really. Oh, very cool. Has he has he ever responded? Like, has he ever like? I, th- I think so. I'd, come I never, back to you, I, like, yeah, hey, one, stop, yeah. stop sure talking he's... trash about me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has. Oh, uh, yeah. I I made uh, a video response to his response to me. I think it's part. Is it? 12 maybe something like that it's it's after the history thing hmm. uh oh well whatever um we are obviously going to put links uh, to yeah. your channel and all of that in oh the show absolutely notes so yeah. To yeah people who have uh, but before to yeah he, he experienced he, he responded and since then i, I actually had uh, i was actually friends with him on facebook for a while but then he he went like it, it seemed like he wanted to sort of have a okay we can we can bitch at each other in videos but let's let's be friends sort of and at least i think that that's his approach to it and i was sort of like wow he's he's awfully big you know about this you know he's trying to be the bigger man and well you know i can appreciate that let's let's try that uh we had one conversation at one point where he just sort of like we were exchanging pleasantries and then he went like oh so I see you have nothing real you want to say, so I, I wish I could say it's been a pleasure talking to you, but go, yeah, I'm, 
trying to stay PG-13. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't uh, have to. I, I, I no. mean, you, you probably, oh. for your own okay. sake, I'm, for I'm your own sake yeah, you're exactly, welcome exactly. to, but we, we, this we, podcast, that's, that's we, we uh, go yeah, F so. yourself, basically, he said, and something, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, and I, um, um, I just blocked him after that. It was, yeah. uh, I, 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 the, the interaction I had that, that final interaction, it was sort of like, this guy is not really right in the head. He, he seems like he's got some, almost a psychopath. Like he doesn't understand that other people, um, are people as well or something you know like, right, so like he's just dissociative personality he, he's expecting everyone to to follow his script in his head or something like that mm. I, um we won't we won't uh, bog down too much of the interview with him because he's 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 uh, quite the character and i'm sure i'm sure people will oh yeah another one of your uh, series that you have up is um your logical fallacy series that i was um I was kind of looking into some of those and I really liked him because that was something that, you know, when I was in school and we, we didn't have a debate team. We didn't have any kind of, uh, you know, really good structured argumentative, you know, I guess you could say training, so to speak. Like, you know, there was no Just critical thinking, type. any kind of critical thinking, you know, education on like, you know, how to construct your arguments effectively. And, you know, the way that you make your videos, you construct your arguments so artfully. And it's something like, I kind of admire you for that. Just in the sense that, like, you can look at something and you know find the fallacies at every step of the way. Right. Um, break so them down tell in us, a way that's a- analytical and yeah. Tell and us a little bit more about your logical fallacy series yeah. and why you got into that. Uh, well, it, it, it's the the point of that series was I uh, I made another series uh, called Woo of Woo, where I, I respond to uh, a treatise uh, by a guy named Winston Woo. Uh, where he basically tries to, to uh, he tries to respond to arguments against uh, paranormal woo, mm. and everything he says is wrong, and it's so. Uh, I made like like I when I started writing that I, I wrote the introduction like my response to to the introduction part of the treatise, and. There were so many fallacies committed in just the introduction that I decided to start a counting gag, like count the fallacies. Oh, that would be. And that just oh. that just went on. And the whole thing, I think I counted like 200 fallacies. Oh, Jesus. In, in is that the for damn one thing. episode or is that just one? No, that's that for, for the entire series for the oh entire series. Um uh, and I, I just kept count, counting fa- uh, fallacies and uh, factual errors, uh, and and I don't remember how many factual errors there were, but there were, there were plenty. And uh, but but just the fallacies, and I of course I wrote what fallacy it was, and then I figured you know I'm going to have to explain these fallacies because not everyone knows. Uh, well, very few people know. If you look online, you see people throwing around terms like argument from ignorance or straw man, uh, and or. Uh, the worst is ad hominem, probably. Like always used it, wrong. It, Everybody uses yeah, ad hominem wrong. Yeah, they're always used incorrect. So I figured, of course, I'm going to have to explain these. And that's something that a lot of people do wrong. Call out a fallacy and think that, okay, now I have destroyed this argument. No, you haven't. You ha- Because you've only destroyed it in the minds of the people who actually understand what that means. Yeah, that's why I found those so valuable and, to 
yeah. to show people. That, it was it was very that, helpful for me as well because I'm one of those people. I wasn't sure, you know, the difference between ad hominem, logical fallacy, X, Y, and Z, you know, all the different, you know, derivatives of a logical or argumentative fallacy is like, um, you know, not something that was ever really taught. So, you know, the fact that you explained it all was... Mm -hmm you know condensed really helpful and condensed it down to something really easy to you know grasp yeah. was really cool and, and really it's a, it's that. a shame that people don't learn this stuff in school i didn't learn it in school either i wish i had i actually i'm actually self-taught when it comes to to logical fallacies wow. uh, which i think sucks because it's so simple a lot of it could could be taught at the elementary school level and i think it should be honestly i mean i'm i'm definitely yeah, an advocate for that because it's something that you know it if everybody had a at least a general understanding of how that stuff works and you know what you know what term to use for what type of you know fallacy you're addressing you know and everybody had a general understanding of that it would definitely make things around us a lot clearer to understand a lot easier yeah. to you know spot what's bullshit and what's not right and the the thing to add to that is it's not important that people know the names of the fallacies either for me, what I loved about learning that, hey, what, these errors in reasoning have names is it helps me to spot bad reasoning. I know this is a form of, of fallacious reasoning. It has a name. Okay, and this and this and this. You start seeing patterns like, wait a minute, when is something, uh, when is an argument fallacious? You know, and then you'll you'll be spotting fallacies that you don't know what they're called, but you can see that it's a fallacy because right. there's a conclusion that doesn't follow from the premises, and that's the important thing I think that you can see that wait a minute that doesn't follow. You don't have to be able to say why it doesn't follow. Right. You can just Absolutely. tell it no no it doesn't. Well, you have to be able to tell why it doesn't, but. You don't have to be able to say what it's called. That's what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so moving on, what what are your what are your thoughts about just this rising phenomenon of anti-science conspiracy thinking, just in general in the world, and a, a, as a debunker of sorts, what mm -hmm. what kind of motivates you to tackle some of this crazy shit? Well, to be to be uh, perfectly honest, right now I'm I'm feeling less motivated to tackle it because it's gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous. A lot of it, like a flat Earth, is is the perfect example. It's the anti-vax so people stupid. over here are just and, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And and it right now it's at the point where uh, not so much with anti-vax that that's but that's not in my field. Like I, I don't want to start talking about medical science because right. that's that's too far from from uh, my area of expertise. But when it comes to flat earthers, if you aren't one, you, you're laughing at them anyway. Yeah. So right. it's like, what's there to talk about? There are interesting. Uh, lessons that can be taught when it comes to uh, you know why they're wrong there are a lot of there is some interesting physics to unpack there but it, 
you can't take them seriously unless you are completely out there anyway. So I, I just I don't see I don't see it becoming a big problem like creationism, which basically appeals to an entire religious group where if you're part of the religion, it's easy to buy that the pseudoscience that, you know, the pseudoscientific part becomes very easy to buy if you're just part of the religion. That's the impression I've been getting anyway. But with, with the flat earth, it seems more, it's not about religion. It's not about, it's not even about the shape of the earth. It's just about being anti-authoritarian. Mm. It's about being uh, it's a way to contra a contrarian. Yeah, it's it's yeah. about saying I don't like. Uh, uh, I think Nancy usually it's I don't I don't no. no it's, it's not even like, that. It's it's just people don't like not knowing, so they make shit up. Mm -hmm. And it makes them feel special. And see, I yeah, watched your video be. where you picked apart the um the video where I I think it was Jordan where he went into that what was that program that he was using and did oh, the after effects or something he went into using after the word effects yeah. and he was doing wrong. this whole thing like basically just making shit up with this flat plane <laughs> earth and a universe above universe below and it was like just it's not about the facts it's about how you feel and i'm just like that's the plant yeah, shut up talking. like stop <laughs> And it just, it, you yeah, know, this plant, phenomenon medicine. of like these people, <laughs> yeah. you know, don't, don't rely on the facts. Don't rely on, you know, the truths that we hold, right. you know, to be dear to us. You know, these, you know, provable things, these demonstrable things that we have, you know, go on your feelings, go on your emotions, because that's what matters mm. more. And it's like, no. If you think it, it will manifest no. in the universe. That, <laughs> yeah. that had Unfortun me, uh, Unfortunately, there is some truth to that not in the way uh jordan puts it though but for most people with it yeah, for most people the simple fact is it doesn't matter what shape the earth has mm. their lives will their lives as far as they know are not impacted by it in any way of course if you're trying to navigate across oceans then right. it does matter right if you want to run a society where you where you have to send the like uh, supplies across oceans, yeah, it helps if you hire people who actually know how to navigate. You know, it, so yeah. You there, made a there really are, good argument in it, that video in, about like flight plan data and stuff mm -hmm. too. You know, like yeah. how uh, uh, doing that map on a you know doing that that flight tracking on a flat map as opposed to a globe map was you know the distance was just. Immense. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculously the distances become uh, so distorted. Uh, the, the typical projection that the flat earthers use with the North Pole in the middle, right. uh, actually, as you get closer and closer to the South Pole, uh, the distortion becomes infinite. Yeah, map projections. So, are because a they have a, a point, the South Pole is a point, and to them, it's not a point. So it is infinitely times bigger, right? On the flat Earth. Uh, so it just it, it gets so incredibly messed up very quickly. And uh, one one thing I liked to to point out, I think I did that in that video as well. Um, just take something as simple as 
if you want to fly from LA to Sydney, which way do you go? On a flat earth, you go north. True. Which okay, is... yeah. That's not... <laughs> well, uh, For a flat uh, earth, yeah, but it's northwest. not. <laughs> you go northwest, not southwest. And uh, it, it's just... It gets so messed up, distances and stuff like that. So for that reason, flat earthers will never become a, a serious problem in, in, uh, on that level. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. They're, they're, the, I mean if somebody in that community it, goes so far as to like try and prove that the earth is flat, I mean, we had that guy that shot himself up in a rocket or was planning to, I don't know <laughs> if he ever did, but yeah, no, I just, yeah. I really wanted to watch that video to see the look on his face as he like broke the crest of the earth and he saw the curvature, like, like a couple oh. hundred feet. It like was, <laughs> it made zero sense, but no, no, no it, it wouldn't have mattered to him. He would say it must be atmospheric refraction or something like that. Yeah. Just anything to grasp at straws at yeah. that point. Uh, they, the, the guys who, who did that uh, documentary on Netflix, which I still haven't seen, um, uh, Beyond the Curve, yeah. uh, the flat earthers who, who actually, they, act, yeah, they, act, they actually proved <laughs> that the earth is round and they don't care. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like that's the funniest thing for me is how, how simple it is to yep. disprove like these basic shit like you're on the opposite side of the world right now it's what it's after nine there is it light outside? yeah it's nine thirty. Nine thirty. yeah it's light out oh, oh that's a tr- so that's far north strange. yeah it's like dark here by like seven thirty, eight o'clock <laughs> no, it's here, here, uh, well, well i'm a bit further north so it's uh, i mean right now there's uh, there's uh, midnight sun in the arctic so uh, i'm not nearly up there but it's still uh uh, it's still far enough north that the sun goes down very late. It's, uh, I think it'll be dark by 11 or something like that. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I was just going to say, you talk yeah. to somebody on the other side of the world, ask to see, you know, like, it's dark outside. Is it light outside mm-hmm. where you are? Like, <laughs> basic shit. Um, but I guess they do that whole clock face thing, which, uh, I don't know. It's somehow it makes yeah, sense Yeah, well, to I, them I think the, the, sun, the, the sun is just so far away that it gets dark. But of course, it would still have to be above the horizon, right? On a because otherwise, it would be that it, it can't be above the horizon as seen from one part of a flat plane and below it as seen from another. That doesn't work. So they think here, here's the Earth and the Sun is moving like this. Okay, the listeners can't see it. But, uh, mm. Whatever. Uh, the well, Patreon patrons it, will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> subscribers will see. They'll understand. They'll be like, oh, okay, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the topic of like, you know, the anti-science and conspiracy thinking, um, Jenner had mentioned to me yesterday, uh, while we were preparing for this, Oh yeah, he had mentioned this whole thing about what is called the electric universe theory. I oh guess. yeah. And I was wondering he if you'd heard it yeah, to yeah, me yeah, and I was like almost yeah. in tears <laughs> laughing because one. I was like, this is just ridiculous. Theory within quotation marks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's actually so something that wall. I want to get to and, and do a proper series about uh, I just haven't had time to research it properly because I want to make sure I don't misrepresent their claims that's that's a big problem I yeah. could go on a long rant about it right now but what would happen is supporters of it would start accusing me of straw manning them and they would be absolutely right. correct I would be misrepresenting them because I don't know exactly what their claims are I know some of them but I also don't know how they respond to certain forms of criticism and that's why I want to sort of take my time and research it and 
for me, since I had uh, my kids, I mean, making videos is a pain in the ass. Right. I just, I, I don't have time. Uh, I, I need to sort of um, find a way to, or to make my schedule work in order for me to do that. So I'm, I'm, we'll see when I get to it. Hopefully this summer I'll be able to start. And Jordan actually mentions it in oh, the video that he just posted and i'm gonna that that's I'm, I'm working on a response to that actually but i'm not gonna i'm gonna respond to the things he says not uh, not like sort of the official quote quote unquote official uh, position of uh, right the thunderbolt that guys. particular yeah thunderbolt so I exactly guess, um, i actually have that video downloaded so I'm, I'm going to respond to that at some point i just don't haven't worked out exactly how yet but well, we're definitely it's looking coming. forward to that for sure. Um, are, are you aware that it's creation astronomy? Because most of the people who who follow it and preach it aren't aware that it the, it originated right. as young Earth creation astronomy. Yeah, some they're using the same arguments in some places. Uh, in others, the whole point of the electric universe is to um, to point out that Big Bang cosmology is what happens when creationists take over science. Mm. Because the universe can't begin. That would be creationism. That's that's sort of the, the, the claim they make. I never really thought of it like that. Uh, so they're very much anti-creationism, but they use the same arguments as creationists in some cases, um, which is kind of funny. The guy that I've, I found... I've heard them use some, some Kent Hovind arguments, actually, and, and that's just oh. hilarious for people who are not creationists. <laughs> the guy that I was trying to trace back and figure out where this thing came from, and the guy that I found in, in Australia was Stephen Crothers, and he went to university to study astrophysics and quickly discovered that it conflicted with his entire... His, his biblical upbringing. So he tried to rationalize. Yeah. He was challenging the people teaching astrophysics, saying, no, that's incompatible with the Bible. One thing leads to another. He, oh, is, yeah. <laughs> he leaves the university. He he still brags mm -hmm. that he went, the, he went there, which makes no sense because he's not accredited or anything. But And then he, mm -hmm. I my thought is he just made this shit up. Like, okay, what's a biblically acceptable version of astrophysics? Yeah. And just kind of pulled it out of his ass is, is my. I mean, the yeah, correlation, yeah, the correlation yeah. between you know what you know typical you know biblical teachings you know go for with you know the the whole idea of young Earth creation. Um, you know the correlation between that and the electric universe theory is like almost too obvious to ignore. And it was one of those things that like when he was explaining it to me, I'm like, wait a minute, like it, it's enough to raise an eyebrow for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. But, like, as you were saying, like, you know, you don't want to really tackle that, um, you know, talking about that until you have yeah, you need to be properly researched, you know, their exact stance on it. <laughs> to um, comment on it. It's, it's can you tell us bananas. a little about a little bit about the challenges that you face um, being a science communicator? Like, what are what are some of the biggest hurdles that you have to uh, face? Aside from pain from excessive face palms. Yeah. No. <laughs> a couple of the yeah, recent ones it, it, look pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's Jordan's an awful lot of face palming and, and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, alcoholism <laughs> is coming up. So, no, uh, no, um, no. The the biggest challenge for me is uh, finding time to to do it properly. Yeah. 
that, that's Anything really the worth problem. Anything worth doing is worth doing right, right? Yeah. It's, Something like that. It's well, I'm not. W- one thing I don't like is when people try to debunk stuff and they get things wrong, oh. like really wrong. It's it's yeah. it's okay to make the occasional mistake, and I, I I have videos where I make mistakes too. But you know, I try to correct them, obviously. But but you know, there there are little mistakes like sort of tangential things, or you know, you, you said this wrong, but the point still stands, something like that. Uh, but when you get things completely wrong, like you misrepresent the thing you're debunking, that's that's it ends up just, hurting the argument as a whole. You know, exactly for the side that you're, you're trying you're, to represent. No, I understand exact, that. Exactly, exactly. So it goes to the concept of steel manning as opposed to straw manning. Like you right, represent right. their argument as clearly and as in in a way that they would agree with, and that's that's a big thing that, yeah. that a lot of people don't really do but it's it's certainly a valuable a valuable yeah, and, and one one example of that is people like to to debunk astrology which is obviously bullshit but they they try to debunk it by saying that uh, astrologers can't explain any sort of mechanism for how the stars control events on earth there is not a single astrologer who says that the stars control things on Earth. They say there's a correlation between what's going on in the right. sky and what's going on down on Earth. They're not saying that there's a causal link. So they're completely barking up the wrong tree by saying, oh, you can't explain this mechanism. No, no, you, you, can't, one, so. you can't make predictions with a greater accuracy than a random guess. That's the problem. <laughs> hmm. Indeed, indeed. Very much. So I'm just I'm going through my other. We're kind of going through our topics here because we're like the yeah. conversation's uh, so good. I'm just how like, much hate mail do you get or uh, love letters, love letters <laughs> <laughs> from your from your constituency? Oh, well, not much recently because I haven't made much content recently due to time constraints. But when I when I was making lots of content. Uh, tons and I made uh, response videos to it where I just read hate mail which was hilarious yeah if i wonderful. imagine we'll probably get some and we're going to frame it as uh, as love letters and read them very very sarcastically but seriously yeah. oh yeah and, and have fun <laughs> with it uh, all uh, how uh, richard dawkins you see richard dawkins love letters yeah when you read those yeah just kind of using yeah. that, that same kind of thing like, let's have some drinks yeah. and read some fun love letters from our fans so mm-hmm. i i almost kind of hope that we get some so that we can we oh, can yeah. do that cuz it sounds incredibly if, fun if if you if you're pissing off uh, the, the other side then you're doing something right yeah <laughs> so how you you have been a youtuber since it like basically since it started and it's changed the platform no, changed really, but yeah. a lot. I mean, you you go way back. Oh, yeah. So the platform's yeah. changed a lot. How is how do you think about that in the ways that the platform is changing? And good question. I I, uh, I I'm one of the people who have actually appreciated a lot of the changes over the years. Uh, people bitch about things you know this change being bad but actually they there's nothing bad about it they're just bitching about it because it's changing um i i remember when they introduced the the google plus uh comment system uh 
and removed the 500 character limit and made it possible to have threads in the comment section. And people were complaining about that. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Complaining about yeah. the fact that now you can actually use the comments? What? Like use them more That's, effectively. I, I, just, yeah. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because when you when you had a 500 character limit, it was really difficult to have discussions. It, it was like Twitter, except you couldn't tag each other. Oh. See, I was so just it coming was of age. Really hard to have a conversation, and, and I just I just thought that it was a stupid system, and they fixed it, and people were bitching about the fact that they fixed it. Mm. See, I was uh, so, just coming of yeah, age but, around the time yeah. that um, YouTube was transitioning from you know being you know, ad free and not really like strong held by Google. Oh, and then they made that transition and people, you know, at least around me that I knew were super pissed about it. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, if you got make you watch an ad established video, but my thing is like, let you watch the video for 30 seconds or whatever, then interrupt the video you're watching. Yeah. They kind of went a little overboard with the ads at first. Yeah. Yeah. Mid mid rolls. I I think uh, I, I, I've never used mid rolls and I can't imagine I ever will. I think that's just rude. Um, but uh, now there's the oh man now I'm sounding like a total Google shill. But I I actually pay for premium because you know no ads and I still support creators. Yeah. A lot of people use ad blockers. I think that's just being a dick because okay fine you're you're saying to to Google you're not getting any money from this view fine but neither neither are the creators. Yeah. So yeah. uh, that that's just being a dick and, and you know paying ten bucks a month or what? Uh, no, uh, is it even ten bucks a month? Uh, I think I don't it's know. um. I don't at remember. At least it, where it, I live, it's, it's ten dollars a month. You get Google Play and yeah. YouTube Red for the same price, and it's all inclusive. Yeah. Which I mean, it's a yeah. pretty good deal, so, and so I I have the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that ethically, for, I, I think from where I'm coming from, that was one of the first decisions that I made is that I'm not gonna do ads on the show if somebody wants me to sell. <laughs> purple mattresses oh no that uh, like, yeah it's 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 one thing to monetize because yeah. you're not in control of, of the ads but to i've been asked to to you know i've had emails saying you know could, could you do a one minute introduction of your, your video where you hawk this this bullshit product and my response is always the finger um no it that's it's not kind of happen. our that's kind of our take on it as well. Is yeah. like you know we've got all these you know we've got people on YouTube, we've got people in podcasts. I mean, it's really bad in the podcast community from what I've seen. Is like yeah. you know we've got people with a three hour show, and they're taking like a ten minute, seven minute section, yeah. just talking and now about a word from product. our sponsor. I love this product. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, Shut sure up. you I'm do. Like, no, sure you, you do, don't. Buddy. You don't even own that product. You're just you're doing yeah. this because they're paying you money. Like yeah. And we, yeah. we wanted, we wanted our, our argument for that was we wanted to bring the content to our supporters, you know, completely, you know, we wanted to trim the fat, you know, give it to Perfect. them exactly as, you know, fresh from the oven, like no, Nobody no likes, chopped and screwed, yeah. nothing, you know, nothing done. Nobody to likes it. listening to the ads with very few exceptions. Very podcasters enjoy recording the ads. Except for the Pod Save America guys, they have some fun with the ad copy, which is... <laughs> which yeah. is entertaining and see yeah, I, I've, I've seen funny ads the red letter media that are really they, they 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 were asked to do some something that an ad that would piss off uh, some group or whatever i think i think they were like how do you piss off sjw's or something something like that mm. oh, yeah. uh, and 
and and and they had fun with it but most of the time it's just yeah just obnoxious uh, yeah <laughs> just total... the, the, pro- the problem though is that now with the adpocalypse uh, which i actually understand that they're you know demonetizing things that make people look bad or, or that make advertisers look bad or whatever I, I actually i understand i don't like making less money but i i understand the position uh, of, of Google, uh, saving so I'm not complaining well. about it. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not complaining about it. I, I know a lot of people do, but what, what it does mean is that it's much harder to make any decent money on YouTube. Uh, Patreon becomes much more important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my ad revenue has gone down. I do get videos demonetized because you know, telling someone they're wrong—that's controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My entire series that had atheism in the title demonetized because that's a controversial topic it's gonna piss off the religious people so no let's let's not encourage this uh and that sucks but you know i i understand the position if, if advertisers pull out uh, i mean i'm kind of what's gonna happen between... to youtube people is people are gonna have to start paying for it whether they like it or not right. and and so so um i'm kind of stuck uh, between agreeing and also kind of like you know chalking it up as like a form of you know suppressing thought you know it's you, well, yes yes it's, it's, th- it's kind of in the, the balance downside. of like you know it's you know it depends on where they take it or how harshly they react to it but i mean it's it's stuck in that weird you know um middle ground of you know is this something that you know we absolutely have the right to do is this something that we absolutely should be doing and you know is you know warranted oh, or is yeah. it something that we're trying to suppress controversial thought we don't want people questioning yeah. things yeah and that's you know I, I, the basis well, of like what for, you do is for, questioning for everything. one i i definitely yeah what i what i do think is they absolutely have the right to do it because google is a private company and they can decide what they right. want to host on on their servers uh, and, and the people and mo- most of the people who bitch about this are the same people who say hey uh, uh, um, a baker doesn't have to make a wedding cake for a gay couple they're they're a private business. They can do whatever they want. So you you, you know. Pick, but see, that's the beauty of capitalism is that you know and, if it's yeah. if there's you know there's competition in the market. If you know you can't garner support yeah. from one business, then you go on to the next business, and yeah. if they'll support yeah, you. Then exactly. So so if if the the people who want to say you know do these controversial topics and they want to get paid for them, they fine start a, start another alternative to YouTube. I. Go ahead. Uh, good luck. I mean, that's exactly uh, what they did but, in the U.S. here with, you know, yeah. websites like InfoWars and, you know, yeah. they didn't like mainstream media. So they're like, we're going to go make our own media. With blackjack and hookers. With blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Alex Jones but, but writes anyway, about the, rain making yeah. frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. But the, the point I was getting to was that uh, because of this, I understand why people are including more paid advertisements because it's much harder to make money on YouTube nowadays, especially if you're doing content that might be considered controversial. Um, So I can sort of understand why a lot of YouTubers are doing paid advertisements. Me, I don't really care. This is not my job. I don't really need money from this to make a living. I have a full-time job. That's why I don't have time to make videos. Uh, But but that's... uh, you know, I, th- that's something that I've always 
said, and I think I'm going to stand by it, no matter how successful I ever become on YouTube, I, I'm, I'm not going to be a professional YouTuber. This is not how I want to make a living. It takes one flag from some asshole and I'm out of a job, basically. Yeah, and right. That's, that's not how... I have a family. I, no. That's, that's not I mean, happen. that's 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 respectable, you know, putting putting your family and your your um your security needs to come first. And that's kind of like, you know, we're yeah, we're in a position where like, you know, we 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 are working, you know, our jobs as well. And that's kind of our bread and butter to keep us afloat. But, you know, this mm. is yeah, we're not really uh, this is like a weekend hobby for us money. at the time. I mean, yeah, be cool if yeah did. exactly. And, and, and right. that means you have the same luxury that I have, that you don't have to make specific content to ad- attract more of an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, th- there's, of course, you like seeing your sub count grow and you like it. Oh shit, this video got 100,000 views. Wow, I didn't expect it. And there are people laughing at, oh, you get just 100,000 views. You know, I usually get like 10,000 views nowadays, but, uh, but, uh, but um, the thing is, even though it's nice to get lots of views, and it's nice to see your sub count grow, your livelihood doesn't depend on it. If it did, you would start saying controversial bullshit just to attract an audience. And it's always going to be appeal to the lowest common denominator. Right. No, that makes sense. It's going to be say something to piss off a group. Just intentionally stirring the pot. People who are enemies. Yeah. Enemies of that group will come pouring in. Say say that women belong in the kitchen. Do that. I guarantee you, you will have a million subscribers within a week. Absolutely. It, um, it's it's, and you'll have to. It seems like people have to do that if they want to make a living on YouTube. It, it almost seems like that. That's what's happened to to so many channels that I used to respect. I'm not going to mention any, but really they're, they're just yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they were they were doing great content about skepticism, atheism, pro science stuff, and then uh, Elevator Gate happened back in was it 2012 or whatever it was, and people started arguing about feminism instead, and it it was so obvious to me that it, hey, if you take a stance on one extreme end of that, you get more views. So basically, be an asshole and you get lots of views. And I all, you know, yeah. it incentivizes no, I, all the wrong behavior. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to kind of switch gears here, because some, this is something that is kind of on my mind, because being in a uh, United Statesian, as they call us. Yeah. I'm one of the things I'm aware of is that our biggest export is cultural. How do you see how do you see U.S. influence over there? How How does your view of of the U.S. on the world stage stand right now. <laughs> Keep in mind, no content well, is yeah. barred. You can say anything you Without want. Without mentioning the orange thing. <laughs> yeah, don't mention no. the orange thing. We don't talk about that one. No, no, please don't talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I ha- right now, I have no respect for, for the U.S. as a nation. Right. I have. There are plenty of Americans that I respect. There are plenty of Americans that I would consider my friends. Uh, but the nation i have zero respect for yeah. uh and uh there are time there are plenty of times and this was this was even true back during the bush years uh i wanted to learn to speak with a proper british accent because 
I, I, I would, the way I learned English was watch a lot of American cartoons as a kid. <laughs> and it just, so this, this American-ish accent uh, that actually apparently fools a lot of people into thinking that I am American, um, kind of um, stuck. And I just, if I, I can do a British accent if I'm doing a character, but if right. I'm trying to, if I'm, if I'm not reading lines, uh, it sound it just sounds like a Swede trying to speak English, and it sounds, it sounds stupid. Forced. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it sound, my, the Swedish accent becomes much stronger. Uh, that just uh, I hate it. I just yeah. uh, it, 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 yeah. and I have to keep focused on it, like keep doing the accent, and no, yeah. it doesn't work. We're embarrassed by the country. We too, are definitely. We, we agree. I'm, yeah, my, we've lost all respect on the global stage. My stance on it is that, like, you know, I, you know, my parents are both, you know, a little bit into my backstory. Like, my parents are both military, so like, I was raised, you know, with this, you know, I don't, I don't know how military families are in Sweden, um, but you know, out here, it's definitely like they, they kind of drill it into you of like, you know, you stand for the flag. It's this yeah. blind patriotism, and I kind of grew up with that a lot. And it's you know, as I've grown into adulthood, you know, like I respect my parents as veterans, I respect them as soldiers, and I respect them as my elders. But it's in the same token, like I don't agree with the wars that they fought. I don't agree. Like my my father served in Vietnam, and I don't, you know, I appreciate his service there, but I don't think that it was necessary. I don't think that he should have ever gone over there. And there's, you know, right. trying to get people to understand that, like, you know, not supporting the actions of your country is not the same as not supporting your country. Like, you know, I love America. I love that we live in this country here, but it's the direction that it's going is definitely very disparaging to a lot of people. Yeah. It's definitely very, mm-hmm. you know. And, 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 and as a non-American, worrisome. I have to say that it, it's, it sounds like a typically American thing to say. Like, y- y- you have to say that you love America. It's almost like, well, I mean, if, if you were to ask me, do it's I love like Sweden? No, I'm okay with it. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's a nice place. I can't, couldn't really imagine moving anywhere, but that's because I live here. I've lived here all my life. I, I just, uh, but I mean, am I going to say I, I love my country? Well, the country is a place. That's it. Mm. I, I, I'm. I'm uh, there, there are things I like about how it's being run. There are things I don't like about how it's being run. But I, I'm. I'm not going to say you know. Uh, that, that I have have this sort of need to defend it uh, and and explain how uh, you know. Hey, before I criticize my country, I have to say, oh, uh, by the way, I love my country. I think that's a typically American thing where you Americans are so they seem to be taught from such an early age we that you're, you you have to love America. You, you swear on oath to the flag. What what mm-hmm. what the hell kind of idiocy is that? Yeah. It's the it's flag is it's it really simple. like I don't it's, I don't agree with that at all. Like it's definitely like yeah. it's a absolutely indoctrination. It's definitely like a form of brainwashing, you know, these Yeah. You know, they start us from a young age of like, you know, I love this country. This is our, this is our, this is our home. This is our land, land of the free, home of the brave. Like, you know, they, they drill it into our heads. And as we get older, you know, we kind of realize like, you know, it's not really the case. There's a whole thing with the, you know, 1994, what was 58, 50s Cold War. They, they were like, oh, we have to insert God into everything now. So our, our slogan used to be e pluribus unum, unum from 
for all, of many one or whatever. Yeah, G- yeah. getting that the original whole, Latin we're all text. one, and now it's like in God we trust. Okay, sure. Let's add uh, under God to the um, to the pledge. And uh, I think that yeah. was 1958. Uh, and, and, and and outside of America, the the slogan is we don't have a slogan. It's like this we shouldn't is, have a it's, slogan. It's a, you know, it's, no, not... it's a place. It's uh, why, why does a place have a slogan? What, what... I think it's important to get people to understand. Like you know, yes, I yeah. love where I live, but I'm not a fan yeah. of how it is being governed. Yeah. And yeah. you know, understanding that difference, I think, is really important. And a lot of a lot of Americans don't. And I think it's very worrisome that you know we right. kind of have this right. blind patriotism driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our economy and our government into the ground because people are you mm-hmm. know voting for the most red white and blue patriotic uh you know candidates and it's it's all yeah. just it's it's yeah. just a fascia it's just a you know it's all and, it's and some up. of some <laughs> we have some of that in sweden too i mean one our third i think largest political party right now is is uh, the we're not Nazis, honestly, party. So, uh, you know, and, and, and it's just, you know, wave, wave the Swedish flag and say we we stand for Sweden, which means kick out everyone who wasn't born here. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. But uh, then again, I think they've basically saturated their voter base. So, uh, yeah. see, my biggest concern is the fact that, you know, we have so many, you know, so many of these types of people in our country and you know the way that it's being marketed across the world i think it's inspiring a lot of people i mean especially in places like australia like oh my gosh there's huge groups in australia that are like you know so far right that it's you know (laughs) nauseating that they're just like you know just happening blind patriotism spreading like a plague and it's like no and i think the problem is most people cannot tell the difference between patriotism and nationalism like exactly they they think it's the same thing and it's they're very 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 different from a basic conceptual level so well um, i i am uh i'm mindful of your time now i don't want to keep you too long yeah um, we've been going for no i i I, very very yeah well uh, i don't i don't need to be up that early in in the morning oh wait kind of early in the morning i do have to drop the kids off at daycare so Ah. The yeah. the other note that I had here that I that I put in here that I thought hey why not ask about that you mentioned you you do martial arts yeah so what's 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 that yeah I, I I started with the judo when I was ten and uh, I've been doing one form of martial arts or another ever since uh, I'm a third degree black belt in jujitsu. Uh, in a se- semi-traditional style, which is sort of adapted to the legislation regarding self-defense here in Sweden. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. And it's, uh, I mean, for me, the important thing is that it builds character so, so much. It's like my confidence was non-existent when I started as... And it, well, I started with that when I was like, was I 13, I think? And I, I mean, I was, I, I was the scrawny kid getting picked on. Mm. Um, uh. because, because, you know, I, I was uh, extremely uh, skinny and, well, I still am, but, but uh, like it, it, I was skin and bones and uh, a, a, total, a total nerd to add to that. 
so yeah, obviously I was the kid who got picked on, and that's that's what drew me to self-defense. You know, I, I had tried, like I, like I said, I had tried judo. I was a green belt in in judo, um, uh, but uh, then I discovered jujitsu, and I decided to give that a try, and and I've been doing that ever since. Very cool. It's very well, interesting. The, uh, the, the discipline awesome. shows for sure the, the character building you're talking about. And the yeah. discipline, it shows across all of your other work kind of implicitly. So oh, well, it, it's I uh, really actually in, it, instructing jujitsu was part of what drew me to teaching. Wow. So your, um, cool. your martial arts experience kind of drove you more towards that. That's interesting. Like you kind of, it, it, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The way but, your but, path but, goes is really cool to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I, mean, I was—I had dropped out of um, uh, the physics program that I was following, uh, and uh, taking a few years uh, off college to just sort of figure out what to do with my life. And that's when I was asked to instruct a class uh, in the dojo, and I did that. And I just—I I just loved being the instructor. You know, I, I have something that I can pass on to others. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of think, wait, I'd really like to teach. Now, is there a job where I would get to teach physics and math? Oh, yeah. You know, and, well. Nice, beautiful. I didn't know that part about you. I didn't know you that you were a teacher, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, you know, no. We've, um, how, how, how you get from thought to thought and how you break everything down so ana- analytically. Yeah, um, it's definitely a general... It makes a lot more sense now the way yeah. that the way that you form your arguments and so stuff. We're just kind of like, oh, cool. okay, so he teaches. That makes more sense. Like, so which thank is you, it's thank really you for cool. doing that. As much as I love, uh, I love all your YouTube videos and stuff. I think I think teaching the next generation education is one of the one not of as something I advocate for. Um, you could do, so. Where we live thank in the that. state of Arizona, we had a movement called uh, Red for Ed, where you know the teachers here went on strike uh, mm-hmm. because of you know their pay rates. You know they had been stuck at the mm-hmm. same pay rate for so long. And they were promised raises years and years and years ago, and they'd never received them. And our teachers were just getting stepped all over. And, you know, with recent administration changes, you know, saying like, oh, well, (laughs) teachers can now no longer claim, you know, any supplies they buy for the classroom. They can't claim those as tax exemptions. So now that's coming directly out of their pockets, and they're already underpaid. And that that is just... And it was just kind of the tipping oh. point for a lot of teachers where they just kind of threw in the towel and said, well, we're not coming to work until you guys fix this and give us a pay raise. (laughs) Okay, U.S., I, I recently told my boss we need new stuff in the lab because like we have stuff that's really old and it's breaking mm-hmm. and he went and talked to his bosses and, and said okay here's how much money we need to do this and yeah done see that's insane to hear because I like, don't have to teachers pay have to fight for, for lab equipment lab equipment costs like thousands and thousands of dollars so it's crazy, like when you that, go to that's school. That's the school that has to pay for that. When you go to school in America and you start the year, they uh, all the local retailers, um, you know, like Walmart and all the big places where people buy their school supplies, they have lists from every school and from every grade that are put at the front of yeah. the store. And so when you go school shopping with your parents, or the teachers are buying it. The teachers, the teachers either get their insane. their supplies out of their own pocket, or they put these things on a list, and they expect the parents to buy, you know, things like you know, um, pencils, paper, pencils, paper, uh, dry know, erase basic, markers, tissues, and hand sanitizer, even like yeah. you know, stuff that should be supplied by the school, mm-hmm. like. 
you know, hand soap and things are yes. end up on this list. And it's like <laughs> it's they nuts. like our schools aren't even what? paying for hand sanitizer for the students. Oh, like, that's it's unbelievable, like how much they it's put so... on the parents and on we, the we, teachers we... to pay for out of pocket because yeah. they don't want to they don't want to pay for it themselves. Yeah. And yeah, we, we actually do make the students pay for for uh, things uh, things like pens and uh, notebooks and stuff like I that. I can understand but, their but own th notebooks, their own pencils, but like for general yeah. supplies for the classroom, like yeah, the teachers' that's, whiteboard markers that's... or the teachers' classroom yeah, supplies. Like, yeah, why, why are we, we buying we, those? We have things? a we have a supply room where we can just go pick them. <laughs> See, we don't have that here. <laughs> It's insane the the differences. It's just overwhelming. America, America. <laughs> anyway, I, I on that note, to, I would love to travel more. One day, well, I've never really been anywhere except Mexico, I've never actually been outside. I would, outside of I'd the United like States. to. I would love tour to tour Europe, and particularly that neighborhood of Europe, like up there someday, just to get a sense mm -hmm. for. How different it because we all know how different it is, but we don't really get to. I mean, we know about it, we hear about it, that. but I mean, the actual like being so. there, the culture shock. I mean, I, I still, I feel like I would go out to eat and still habitually tip my server, and they'd be like, "What's this for?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm giving you a tip because they don't pay you enough." And they're like, <laughs> "You don't have to do that. We, they pay us yeah. fine. Like you keep have it. to You're do good. that here. It's even like a after requirement." That. Now, now <laughs> here in 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 uh, I. I do tip occasionally if I go out to eat at a nice restaurant and the food is like amazing. But this idea, well, what is it like? Add twenty yeah. percent every damn time or whatever. Standard. What? Standard, Standard. is twenty percent. You're an asshole if you yeah. If, if you, you tip less than twenty percent, yeah. you're officially an asshole. Oh, and oh. I, I've been a server. No, I've been in, a bartender. In Sweden, so it's, if you, know... you tip at all, you are being extremely generous and you are showing that you really ex uh, appreciated. Uh, this and you actually think they deserve more than the the, right. the menu says that it costs. See, in America, they have a law. You know, it's set. You know, servers and anybody that is you know receives tips, you can receive up to three dollars an hour less um, in lieu <laughs> of tips. So it's like you know the federal minimum wage sits at this level, and then they can legally pay you up to three dollars an hour less than what the federal minimum wage is. Be on the basis that you're receiving tips. So it's like you're relying on the good nature of, you know, the people you're serving to essentially compensate your wages. So it, it, it's right. almost forcing you to be extra nice. Well, then they, sh then they should the raise, they, gonna... sh they should just raise prices by 20% and shut up. Yeah. Well, see there, it's getting that change to happen. Is, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. pulling hen's teeth. Oh. Yeah. But well, um, is, on that note, this has this been a been great really conversation. We are so really glad fun. to have you on. And like, thank you so much for, you know, joining us yeah, today. No it was problem. really great. No problem. It was fun. Absolutely. I agree. It was really fun. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so uh, other other than your YouTube channel, which we will link to in the show notes, is there is there anything else that you're doing that you want our listeners to be aware of or ways to find you? No, are you active nothing, on Twitter? No. Or? Not uh, I am on Twitter at Mortimer M eighty one, but I'm not particularly active there. I usually just basically tell people when I've posted something. Um, that's about it. Uh, but feel free to follow me. Oh, absolutely! Awesome. Um, well, this is. Uh, I'm not really sure how to end first, this thing. Uh, <laughs> great first. First interview. For, I know it was, it, it it was uh, way smoother than I thought it would. So oh, absolutely! This is a fun experiment. So, thank yeah. you again. Thank you for so much for making the time for us. And uh, yeah, no problem. So, um, 
yeah anyway uh thank you so much (laughs) yeah take take care take care yeah sure you guys have one If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It might not seem like a lot, but it really helps get the show out there so more people can find it. MindWave is entirely listener-supported. If you'd like to support the show, you can send a one-off donation on PayPal, or you can get access to bonus content and the after show on Patreon. MindWave is also entirely listener-driven. If you'd like to join the conversation, check out our Facebook group. You'll find past episodes and more on our website, mindwave.media. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, ideas, or suggestions, shoot us an email at mindwavepodcast at gmail.com. Mindwave is produced by Studio Stargazer. Copyright 2019.